to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Welcome to another episode of The Warrior Mindset. I'm your host, Gene, and as always, thank you for checking out this show. I appreciate it. I know there's lots of things you could do with your time instead of listening to me, so hopefully we'll make this something worth your while. I want to do a debrief episode. It's been a while, and I've just been bookmarking some things that I keep coming back to. And uh, if you remember, the idea of the debrief is something you can do in your own life, which is to try and make social media useful and not the giant toilet bowl that it normally is. Bookmark things that you think might be helpful and then go back and actually take the time to read them. (laughs) Uh, I don't mean like, you know, silly news articles. I mean like things that can help you. Um A lot of us are just collectors of self-help things, but we never actually go back and try to utilize it. So I like to do that. I like to go back and read them and sort of meditate on them a little bit. So let's get right into it. Uh, Let's go first to an Instagram one that I saved. Um, I think this one's a good one because it's just a one and done. And it's a quote from the pen and paper strength uh, Instagram account. It's October. So uh, in my gym, we are doing Squattober. And this is from the Sorinex Squattober archives of things. Um, the quote is by Lewis Kerala. The greatest things in life take sacrifice and discipline. That's why very few achieve great things. People create their own storms, but get mad when it rains. If your dream is to become something special, the road is humbling. If you're not prepared for that, don't chase the dream. Yeah, man, it is humbling as hell to try and achieve something of value to yourself, or of, of note to others, of something large in life. Um, it takes a lot of work, so uh, in order to find the time for that work, you've got to sacrifice some things. And, uh, in order to, to do that takes discipline. And I know those are two very, uh, discipline and sacrifice are two words you hear a lot, but they're real. And I find it interesting. The part where people create their own storms, but get mad when it rains. Yeah. Remember nine times out of 10, we did it to ourselves. You know, and you have to be humble enough to own it. And I think it's a great quote because of that. Make sure to link that up. Another one from Coach Brett Bartholomew. I like some of his stuff. This one is, are you actually busy? (laughs) Are you actually busy or are you just not prioritizing your time well? You know, there are people, I see people that are victims of this, uh, you know, in quotes, never having enough time. And and I've seen it in so many uh, entrepreneurs or, or, you know, owner operators 
And I think a lot of times when we feel super overwhelmed, we tend to get this martyr sort of a mindset, you know, like it's the hero mindset, right? Like the more shit I can do, the more successful I am, or the more successful I look to others, the more busy I can tell people I am means the more successful I am. Well, that's not always true. Um, You know, we talk about wealth and it doesn't always mean having a lot of cash. I mean, wealth is having a lot of time for yourself or to start that other project that you want to start on. You know, what good is what good is working for yourself and running your own business if it if it consumes and engulfs you? You know? Then it's just a trap. Congratulations, you've created a trap. I think most entrepreneurs, small business owners, owner operators, I th- I think they're going to feel that way. So, stop giving your time to things that don't deserve it and focus on things that matter. Right? Focus on things that matter. You are in control of your time. Okay? Um, Remember that. If you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, owner owner-operator, I say those because I like to think of those as three very different things, but, you know, if you are running your own business, doing your own thing, you are in control of your time. You may not think so, but you are. One of the things that I like to do that I feel like gets me back a lot of time, I'm going to brag, so take it as you will, but one, I'm really good at what I do. I've been doing it a long time. But aside from that, uh, and this is not something I invented, and I don't even remember where I got it from, but was creating a reverse calendar, right? A lot of times uh, we keep these calendars just to put, um, time on it that I'm going to do things, right? Our calendar is just for meetings. Our calendar is just for um, the stuff I have to accomplish. Well, you can reverse calendar and put on your calendar time where you're not going to do anything. Or let's say you you really uh, find that you work really well in the morning from like, you know, 8 o'clock until 11, like I do. So I block that time off my calendar. Right, so that I can't schedule on top of it, and other people can't schedule on top of it, and so that time is is just for me getting nuts and bolts type work done, and I and I'm able to honestly kind of do that, and then have the second half of my day kind of open for meetings or starting that second project or whatever. Now I understand a lot of people, you know, you maybe you provide a service and you're booking services all day. I get it, but there's still time in your day that you could block out. change the way you speak about things. Okay. Changing the way you speak about things changes the way you think about them. You know, if you're always talking about, um, how much your clients are a drag on your time, then they're going to be a drag on your time. Just reframe things and it's going to change how you begin to think about it. It takes time, but it'll work. It's impossible to completely stop procrastinating, so at least use it to spur urgency and clarity of thought by setting deadlines with consequences. Now, if you are a, a, a small business owner or whatever, run your own business, that you know, you're always going to feel a sense of urgency because the consequence is that you don't get paid. But 
if you're not in that scenario, you can use um, procrastination. You can use deadlines. You can use that urgent feeling strategically. Now, everybody knows, you know, back to, back to school, you wrote that paper like the night before. You wrote that paper the weekend before. You know, you didn't need all four months to write that paper. You just did it in a matter of hours. Right? You can use that. You can use that sense of urgency or you can use that deadline strategically. Which on the other end of it opens up time. Learn to say no and actually mean it. Right? No is a full sentence. Um, your time is your time. And if there's something you don't want to do, then say no. You know, givers need to set limits because takers won't. I like that. Um, that's very true. Okay. I want to shift over to, uh, an article that I found. Um, you might spend most of the, most of this time on this because I liked it a lot. Uh, 15 things in life that aren't worth it. Uh, from Medium, from Mind Cafe and Medium. I've, I've published a couple things here myself, and um, I get a lot of good stuff here. This is from Anthony Young. Um, read some of his stuff before. He always, he always brings it, and I like it. But this one, things in life that aren't worth it, some of these I'll, I'll skim over. Um, I encourage you to go read this and read his personal perspective. But these are all good, and, and I... I'm going to say uh, the author is uh, probably, I don't say this negatively, probably a millennial. Um, So that's sort of the age in which he is in his life. But he's very wise, and I think a lot of this applies to most of us. You know, I'm in my late 40s um, in one way or another. So let's see. Uh, Things in life that aren't worth it. Chasing the perfect fill-in-the-blank right? The perfect partner, the perfect body, the perfect job, the perfect home. Uh, As he says, look, it's good to have high standards and try your hardest, right? But even your best, and I hate to break it to you, even your best effort is not perfection. Okay. I know it's cliche, but you have to understand that you aren't perfect and it's not going to be perfect. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. No, nothing is ever, nothing of any worth is probably ever going to be done anyway. Right? So get zen about that now. Otherwise, you'll always feel short. You'll always feel like you're falling short. I've got a friend that, um, you know, he walks around uh, an always kind of cranky sort of uh, air. And I feel like he is always, um, he's always living with these expectations of others. And it's fairly high level expectations, but, but he never communicates those to other people. So therefore, everyone is always going to let him down. And that's sort of how he has this outlook. I think it's because he's always chasing that thing that's done. He's always wanting to close it out. He's always wanting the perfect thing It's just a lesson, just an observation. All right. Ambivalent friends. Now, yeah, the word toxic gets thrown around a lot. That's sort of a new, it's not a new term, but it's sort of a newly used term, especially in the medium world. 
like to talk about toxic this, toxic that. We all know toxic relationships are bad for you. Duh. You know, abusive relationships aren't good. We get it. But how about ambivalent, ambivalence? You know, where these friends that, you know, you kind of like feel meh after you're done hanging out with them. You feel worse about yourself or randomly you feel okay, right? People you probably like for whatever reason, but they also do shit to you, subtly insult you, knock you down, you know, cause stress in some way. These ambivalent friends, like the ones that just don't follow through on the things that they tell you, right? It's not worth it. Nothing impacts your happiness and self-worth more than your relationships with others, right? You usually don't realize how much someone's affecting you or has affected you until you've moved on, right? You know, it's, it's like having that conversation that you don't want to have and you keep putting off. And then when you finally do, it's like a giant weight's off your shoulders. It's sort of the same thing, but it's like these, these people that aren't really good or aren't really bad. They're just kind of in the middle. And I'm not saying you can only have great friends, but, you know, it should be equal, right? It should be equal with people. You know, it's not worth it. Trying to convince people who won't listen. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, the obvious arguing on the internet. Dirt, don't do it. But not only that, but just, you know, this is, this is a hard one for me from a sales type perspective. You know, you always want someone to like you. And that's your, that's your goal. You're trying to get them to like you. You're trying to get them to sort of see things your way. You know, if if they're not going to, they're not going to. Right? Or the other side of that is like, do you have a need for everyone to agree with you? Do you do you have a need not to be right? Like it's not this it's not this obvious issue where you need to be right all the time. Then you're probably a little, you know, self-centered there, but do you have to have everyone agree with you? You know, do you have to feel like you all have to be on the same page all the time, right? Maybe maybe you need to investigate yourself a little bit deeper. Um, chasing those who aren't interested, similar to the other one. Like there's someone that you want to be friends with, but they just don't care. Right? They just don't put any effort back. Right? Like, they say they're going to meet you somewhere, and then they just don't. You know? And they don't really care that you changed your schedule or whatever. You know? Look, look at your relationships. Audit them. Realize what's going on, and let that shit go. Proving yourself. Uh, 
Yeah, we all all feel this need to prove ourselves to others, you know, what, whatever that is. Um, you, you, everybody wants to be accomplished and successful and smart, and you know, we all want to show that to others. I would say work on trying to become, trying to realize why you're doing that, right? Just like he writes here, try to become aware when you're doing it. And take a look at that. Um, this other, this other one here, playing the victim. You know, um, sort of like the opposite. Jocko's extreme ownership. You know, playing the victim is not taking ownership. You know, I, one of my one of my sons does this a lot. How something is always other someone else's fault. You know, like why didn't you like why'd you get such a bad grade on that test? Well, the teacher made a really hard test. Right, you didn't study though. You know, most things in life are in your control. You, in, the only thing you can really own is how you do things and how you respond to things. You know, in the, in the very least, that's the, that's the minimum of things that you can do is control what you do and how you respond. And anything else that you're worrying about or having anxiety about or struggling against is probably wasted energy on uncontrollable things. Watching others. This one's easy to do because of social media. Um, Social media in particular, we can talk about that. I mean, most things on there are not real. You know? Uh, Most people are going to post the happy you know, they're going to post their adventures. They're going to post the good, the good enough things to take a picture of and share with you, right? No one ever posts, you know, the the truly negative things. And I would say, and I would venture to say that when when someone does that, they're trying to make a point. But it's also comparing yourself to others. You know, trying to compare where you are in life to someone else. Um, it's it's not fair to you, right? And even if you're ahead of someone, what are you are you just trying to make yourself feel better? I mean, that's definitely a trap. Um, quick money. I agree with this. this is real quick, but anytime I've ever taken an easy, quick project, it's always bitten me right in the ass. You know, like those you know, side hustle on the internet posts you all see. Um, yeah, then that shit's going to work out. Trying to change people. You know, are you in a relationship or have you been, ever been in a relationship where you thought you could change the other person? You can't do that. You can't make someone be what they're not. Um uh, one of the examples he gives is relationships with your parents. They desperately hold on to the hope that if they just say or do the right thing, their parents will eventually give them the love they've craved their entire lives. You, you can't like you can't change your parents. You know, another example he has here is that if you're watching a friend who does self-destructive things, 
I mean, you can try to help them and you probably should, but ultimately it's up to them and their own self-ownership to solve that problem. I mean, the only person you can ever change is yourself. The only person you can ever control is yourself. The only thing you can ever control is how you respond and what you do. Letting people walk over you. Yeah, this is one. Um, you know, we're not I'm not saying walk around in total aggro all the time, but don't let don't take no shit, right? I forget who it is. It's a Marine, famous Marine guy. It might even be a Marine saying, but it is uh, be polite to everyone, but nice to no one. <laughs> right? Um, and ultimately, if you crave respect, standing your ground on your principles is what's going to get you the respect that you so much want. Right? You know, just giving in and being nice doesn't lead to respect. Related here, but putting on a mask. Smiling when you feel bad. Appearing happy when you feel sad. Just internalizing it when you're angry about something someone did. Right? You're just covering it up. Um, Don't bottle your emotions up. I mean, it doesn't mean that you can just be angry with everyone and yell at everybody and all that, but it's okay to let the world know how you feel. Unsafe sex. I mean, clearly this is, uh, you know, we we see where this person is in, in the life cycle of where they are, but, you know, yeah, that's not good, but also I can relate this to... Um, not just sex, but being unsafe in general, taking taking huge physical risks unnecessarily. Right? It's sort of the same thing. Holding a grudge. I am very bad about holding grudges. I don't know why. I can't get over things. I can't let things go. I can't quit things. Um, not just necessarily against people, but also failed attempts at things. Um, I, I'm notorious for uh, holding on to a business or a, a business opportunity way too long. Um, th- it's very bad. You know, it's it's a borderline obsessive issue. Uh, you definitely are healed by letting these things go. You definitely... Do not want to give them the energy. Beating yourself up. I know a lot of people are hard on themselves. I know a lot of people carry guilt and push out the self-loathing. There's a samurai saying that's do not speak ill of yourself for the warrior within hears it and is lessened by it. The way you speak to yourself and the thoughts you carry, you can control that. And that has an effect on you just almost as much as if someone of, of an external source doing the same thing. 
waiting to be ready. This one is like you're always, you know, waiting on that break or waiting until you make it perfect. Waiting until you have everything figured out. And the one I love the most is waiting to get in shape before you join the gym. I don't know that I need to point out how silly those things sound. But perfectionism is just a delay tactic because of fear. Taking action takes courage. And it's hard to do. I get it. Um, it's a fine balance between, you know, having courage and being smart about how you want to approach something. So go and read that one. That's a long one. I just wanted to hit on those. Those are worth listening to, I think. Um, uh, let's see here. Is the last one here, uh, I want to point out this one from another uh, Mark Manson. Um, he's got a great, he's all, he always brings the thunder. Five ideas to get you to reevaluate your next move. And I think this could help with some of the other things. Um, if you're stuck on a problem, don't just sit there. Just start working on it. Even if you don't know what you're doing, the simple act of doing will eventually inspire the right ideas to show up in your head. Right. Just get moving. Um, just get moving. You know, doing is greater than planning. Doing is greater than planning. Um, pretty simple. Improvement at anything is based on thousands of tiny failures, and the magnitude of your success is based on how many times you failed at something. Yes! 1% every day. I preach that Kaizen to my students. I preach this in my gym, and I even put the hashtag on everything I do because I believe in it 100%. To fail is to succeed. You either win or you learn. Those are back of the card Instagram posts, but deal with it. They're real. Uh, the questions most people never consider are what pain do you want in your life and what are you willing to struggle for? These questions seem to be the great determinants of how our lives turn out. It's like, what are you, you going to die on the hill for? You know? What? Because... If discipline and sacrifice go hand in hand with success, what are you going to sacrifice to have the discipline to get to your goal? You, you can choose that. The narrower, narrower and more unique the identity you choose for yourself, the more everything will seem to threaten you. For that reason, define yourself in the simplest and most ordinary ways possible. Um, oh, there's a carry on here. Fact is, we're not all destined to be extraordinary because if everyone were extraordinary, then by definition, no one would be extraordinary. But don't sweat it. Ordinary people can be awesome too. Um, I just talked about this on another show, and it was about how people identify themselves by the by the job they have or the work they do, which is cool. But uh, you know, a bigger story is to identify yourself by your story. So my, my friend Carl likes to say, not, Hey, I'm Carl. What do you do? What's your name? And what do you do? But Hey, what's your story? 
um, it's a lot more interesting and it's a lot more personable. And again, if you only identify yourself in those narrow terms, then everything that's not within that narrow funnel is going to threaten you, right? And I think a lot of that's what's happening in the world today. Like, you're either left or you're right. If you're far left or you're far right, if it's not one in, in one of those directions, then it's wrong, right? It's a threat. It must be taken out. That's dangerous. Not societally. Yeah, it is, but it's also dangerous. You're going to stagnate yourself, and you're not going to be open to, you know, potentially wonderful things or things that can expand you. Um. Uh, this is good stuff. Follow him for sure. I, you know, I'm like bookmarking two or three things of his a week. I mean, I don't know how the guy hits all these home runs. Um, other than you know, it's literally just his job to sit around and write this stuff. But I, I'm glad he does because I learn a lot from him. Um, hopefully, he did too. That's the debrief for now. Uh, it's been a while, and I hope this was worth it. Check out the other ones. They are. Uh, try to be timeless and always helpful. And again, see if you can harness some of your uh, internet usage to uh, better yourself. Remember, 1% every day. Get after y'all.